This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 15th, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host and uh, newly found hipster, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm already worn out, and I've only been back at it for three days, man. These overnights, they suck! <laughs> They're they killer. Sugar-coated. They suck. Well, the- you can't fall asleep till like three in the morning. Uh, it it just sucks. What <laughs> well, do you do? Though? The good news Pay is the bills. <clears throat> it's Friday for our show, so you get to sleep in a little bit tomorrow, and then you get Sunday off from work work. So uh, oh yeah. yeah, well tomorrow's weird. I can sleep in a lot. I have to find a way to sleep all day tomorrow. My shift tomorrow, I work nine thirty p.m. till like seven a.m. into Sunday. Ooh. So yeah, it's gonna be a Ouch. it's gonna be a suck balls weekend <laughs> yeah, that's right i said it oh, the weekend's gonna suck how balls. Dare you. i hope everybody else is ready for a fun weekend but mine is gonna take is a pair of hairy testes to the face <laughs> well speaking of which I hope, let, I hope your kids are not watching this early <laughs> well speaking of which uh let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host tony if you were a teacher and obviously most kids are doing online learning right now. What is the worst thing you could send out as a homework assignment? Uh, what, what do mommy and daddy do behind closed doors? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they play a uh, lot of poker. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff you could do, but um, I think anything that's going to be controversial, controversial or um, political, probably don't want to do anything like that. <laughs> Well, a teacher's online lesson went wrong after mistakenly sending an indecent and disturbing video to young children about incest and sex for home learning. The teacher apologized to pupils and parents for the genuine mistake, but moms and dads were left angry by the blunder. Pupils aged between 9 and 11 at Ings Primary School, that's elementary school for us in the U.S., in whole were sent video with both incest and vile sexual references. The teacher had intended to send the children a clip of famous children's author Michael Rosen performing the car trip for their poetry work, but accidentally sent a rude parody version instead. Following complaints from angry parents, the educator who uploaded the clip to 
Google Classroom to help with their home learning while schools are shut apologized for the genuine mistake. They said, I'm really sorry I put the wrong poetry clip in. One dad who asked not to be named blasted the blundering teacher. He said teachers need to check what they're setting kids and not just being lazy and posting random links that they haven't verified. I've heard it is the first time I was working and she was sat next to me and was struggling to answer the questions. So I had to listen to the poem properly and realize something was severely wrong with what she was listening to and turn the video off. I ended up having to find the correct version of the poem on Google as I couldn't believe what I had heard and didn't want my daughter to listen to such filth again. Children were left confused over the video, which also included graphic reference to sexual acts and child abuse. Rosen is a hugely popular children's author and poet who has written 140 books. Cathro, the school's head teacher, said the poem was uploaded in error and we've apologized for the genuine mistake. We'd like to thank the parent who got in touch with us immediately after noticing the error. Uh, yeah, you know, verify what you're sending out. Obviously, don't send something without uh, knowing for sure what it is, because there is a lot of parody and there's a lot of uh, smut, for lack of a better term. Oh, yeah. You know, even though I don't always read the articles I cover on our show, um, I definitely glance through them first. You know, I don't just share stuff on our page and just post. Not that it's going to really affect us, but, you know, those things you just want to you want to make sure that there's not like, you know, in our case, we have young people that listen to our show. You want to make sure there's nothing bad. But especially if you're a teacher, you really got to right. be careful. Like, you <laughs> you got to cross your T's and dot your I's. You, you just don't do stuff like that. Yeah, we try to keep things about as PG-13 as we can on the show. Obviously, if you're an elementary school teacher, you got to keep it hard PG or G. Uh, but I'm surprised there's been no disciplinary action against him. He hasn't been fired. He hasn't been suspended. If it was here in the U.S., you can bet your sweet ass that would have happened. Oh, absolutely. It's... Uh it's one of those things it's even though it was an honest mistake so they say but like why wouldn't you if you're gonna do the homework like at least not proofread it and know what the heck you're gonna give to the students to do your to your homework i mean you're the one that's gonna be grading it make sure they're doing it right sounds about right to me well folks we have a wonderful show lined up for you today it's a little bit of a redo from yesterday's technical difficulties but let's talk about today's show shall we it's friday friday gotta get And we're looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you guys good news, everyone. We have a segment called Mowage. Our call-in topic today is Ingenious Life Hacks. We have G-Man's matchups, checking out NFL divisional playoffs. In fact, we've got a supersized segment with him, actually two segments. We close out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 15th. Now, we have a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour day, seven-day week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you accidentally sent porn or something rude to your students. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday. January 15th, and this year, Philippo Fast 5. Ah, Siegfried, the other half of Siegfried and Roy, and the last name is Fischbacher, half of the, the team had passed away, has passed away at the age of 81. He passed away Wednesday evening, so always sucky. Now there's no Siegfried nor Roy. Uh, Chris Evans is reportedly in talks to reprise his role as Captain America in the MCU, though nothing is confirmed, and he just left the very coy... That's news to me with a shrug emoji. <laughs> it's always like, uh, oh, it got out. I don't know what you're talking about. So Dustin Diamond, best known for his role as Screech in the original run of Saved by the Bell, uh, was hospitalized over the weekend. The 44-year-old actor has officially been diagnosed with stage four cancer. Wow. Say what kind of cancer, but Screech has cancer, so wish him the best. It always sucks to hear anybody has cancer. It's awful. Uh, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers will be a guest on Jeopardy this season. Just call him the Foot Packers. uh, What's that? Did you just call him the Foot Packers? No, I said that I was going to say football news, but uh, the Packers. I know. uh, Yeah, so Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. Yeah, okay. Jeopardy. Uh, Broncos hire George Patton as the new general manager. Jacksonville Jaguars hired Urban Meyer as a coach, as their head coach. New York Jets hired Robert Saleh. I hopefully said that right. Sala. As their new head coach. And Atlanta Falcons offer head coaching job to Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. So there's kind of a jumble of football head coaching vacancies filled there uh, for the Filippo Fast Five. And uh, not really much in the way of entertainment today, but here we roll. Um, as uh, I got to kind of report, if you watched yesterday, some of these stories might be similar. But <laughs> I added different ones. So. A little bit of deja so vu. Christian, this is the this is the same the same stuff kind of for Christian yesterday or a few listeners. So. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I'm going to combine this all into just one story versus three individual stories, but we're going to talk Disney. Um, so Disneyland uh has got a lot going on right now. Um. Obviously, with COVID being shut down, um, they have decided to end annual pass holder program and all annual passes are canceled. Well, that makes sense considering they're not open. Um, There is no um, expected ETA of when they're going to bring it or if they will bring it back. But um, any annual pass holders who had active passes as of March 14, 2020, will still receive discounts on merchandise, food, and beverages at open locations in downtown Disney on District and Buena Vista Street. Annual pass holders receiving a refund will get separate confirmation email. Guests who have their premier passport with access to both Disneyland and Walt Disney World will receive a refund for the Disneyland portion as it's now discontinued. So, uh, um, 
kind of huge there. I mean, kind of wo- a little worrisome for the world at Disneyland um, as it will be reopening, but not quite how you'd imagine as it's going to become a COVID-19 vaccine super site. Um, and that'll be starting in the next week. That'll start with uh, residents in that area will be phase 1A and they can get their, uh, that's resident 75 and older will be able to come get their uh, vaccination at Disneyland. So uh, kind of a bummer that <clears throat> the happiest place on earth is not not quite. And it's crazy because <laughs> Walt Disney World is thriving and being successful. So yeah, it's, it's strange from coast to coast, the difference between what's happening at Disneyland. But uh, it, it'll be a strange thing to walk around uh, actual Disneyland, you know, being a, a COVID site and the fact that, you know, they don't have the annual pass holders anymore. There's a couple restaurants and businesses that are open within there, but that's really about it. I can only imagine how, how odd it would be. Yeah, it got to be strange. Now, I'm not even sure it doesn't say anything about this, but you almost wonder if they uh, should be, this is the time to start doing the transition from Splash Mountain to whatever the heck they're turning that into and and renovate some of those rides. Like, can we make the Matterhorn less rickety and less hard on your back? Like, <laughs> can we find a way to smooth that out? They, they actually Great have. ride, but it hurts. They have over the last few years. And uh, yeah, I mean, even now it's not as good as it could be, but uh, it's a huge difference. You know, I can actually go on it okay. now. Before, oh, All right. my back would be yeah, wrecked. Yeah, that thing hurts your back. It's really <laughs> rickety. Um, if you're in Walt Disney World, the only big changes for, for that side of the world is uh, the Magical Express will be ending. And that what the Magical Express was was the shuttle service that uh, picked you up at the airport. You included it in your package, would take it you to your Disney hotel. Um, so you didn't have to worry about trying to get a ride to Disney, but now they're leaning more on Uber and Lyft and any ride sharing service to take you from the airport to uh, the park. They said it'll be more faster and efficient, which I disagree with. Like it is helpful, but a lot of people don't speak English down there and you end up in some crazy Uber drivers. Like everyone drives like it's a damn racetrack. Right. Around Disney World. It's, <laughs> it's nuts. So, I mean, I I took a Uber when I was there last from the Magic Kingdom. Um, we stayed at Bay Lake Tower and tried to get over to Disney Hollywood Studios. And I tell you, it took about 30 minutes. And that's not a 30-minute jump between the two. But <laughs> with Mr. Uber guy getting lost and everything, it was a nightmare. So, uh, bummer that the uh, Magical Express, however, um, doesn't exist anymore. The company that runs Magical Express, you'll be able to still pay for a bus ride from the airport there, but it's just not included anymore. So. Disappointed! Yeah, if I live, yeah, just- if if I lived down there, I'd start a uh, rickshaw company. Yeah. Oh, that would be sweet. Just a little pedal bike hat on there. Yeah. There you go. Just start running around. That'd be kind of that'd be good for you know healthy for you getting the exercise. But right. It'd <laughs> be a little rough. Um, and sticking in the world of theme parks and craziness, Super Nintendo World is opening their delay due to the Osaka state of emergency. The theme park was meant to open next month, and we were able to see some of the cool things. They gave like little tours of what it looks like. It's finished. It's ready to go. But because um, the countermeasures aren't as strong as the COVID-19 lockdown, but people are still discouraged from making non-essential trips outside, so they're having some more uh, outbreaks out there. Um, hopefully later this year, um, it'll be opened. 
I can't wait for the ones here in the States. Uh, Super Nintendo World looks definitely cool. The did, Mario Kart ride in particular looks very awesome. Did you watch the walkthrough video? Mm-hmm. It was crazy. They had Mario's creator uh, show you everything. Yeah. It was crazy yeah. because... You know, you look at it, and of course, you know, they start like way panned out and then they move in, and it looked like uh, basically the game. I mean, it, it was, uh, they did it so well that it wasn't until they were right up close that you realize that these are actual like practical blocks and, and backgrounds and scenery and, and pipes, and it looks really cool. Yeah, and they said something too, like everything's got interactions. Like you can hit certain blocks and you can play, kind of like they have like uh, at their Harry Potter attraction. If you get the wand, then there's certain things you can do to trick things around the park. Yeah, well, around that section of the park. And uh, Mario's going to be the same way. So I think that's pretty damn cool. Um, great time. Well, it's not a great time, but when everything gets back and running, Great time to be alive to go do these things. Never exactly. thought you'd see them as uh, kids, right? Exactly. So. No, it's it's uh, exciting, and the Mario Kart ride, like you said, looks like a lot of fun. It just looks so fun. Uh, speaking of fun, I, I bring this up because I know you're in particular excited about these things, as is our buddy Mike. Um, he really wants to get one of these things. And I'm talking uh, Arcade 1-Up. Uh, right now, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show 2021 is underway, and Arcade One Up, of course, is unslated a new slew of cabinets. Uh, they'll be releasing such classics as the X Men Arcade, which is yeah. a four player cabinet, which I know you're very excited about, Dragon's Lair, Killer Instinct, and more. The classic arcade game will feature four player action and will be packed with uh, another Marvel beat em up, Captain America and the Avengers, which was a fun game, as well as the rare fighting game Avengers and Galactic Storm. Never heard of that one. Never played it. Nope. Never played it, never heard of it. The Killer Instinct cabinet will include both the first and second arcade games, as well as the Battletoads arcade and Battletoads Double Dragon. Toasty! Dragons there will include both the first and second games as well as the spiritual success, uh, sequel, Space Ace. All Don Bluth games. Insanely tough. I don't know how far you're going to get playing uh, playing those. So uh, those will be available. You have to go to the uh, One Up, Arcade One Up, because as we found out, they're hard. Uh, they've released uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, and you cannot find those anywhere. Yeah, they do very little. They're sold out. Yeah, limited runs, and when they're sold out, they're basically sold out. There's a few that they're looking at doing re-releases on, but for the most part, unless you get it in its first run, you're SOL. Yeah, and in this article, it doesn't say it too, but they have the Legacy Editions coming out, and um, we looked at the Street Fighter 2 one, which had something like 12 games. It had all the Street Fighter versions of Street Fighter 2, uh, Strider, Ghost and Goblins, and all kinds of different games, which is, you know, what we talked about, more bang for your buck. Exactly. And then lastly, uh, well, I guess that's, uh, let's just roll into birthdays because the, the time is now 827. The time's a ticking. Birthdays, it's Oh, yeah, birthday kids. Uh, he was an elf, a pirate, a musketeer, and now he's married to Katy Perry. Mr. Orlando Bloom is... 44. Um, actress and comedian who gained recognition on Saturday Night Live, a crazy dance on an annoying show with an annoying bass line, 
okay, the show wasn't that annoying. It was kind of funny for its time. <laughs> Came back on her own CBS series, The New Adventures of Old Christine. Never saw them. And now you can find her as Selena Meyer on HBO's Veep. That's Julia Lewis-Dreyfus. She's 60. And I'll keep this one short. He's the funniest Broncos fan. Brad Williams. He's 37. He's, he's a fun guy. Um, from teen spirit to lithium, his life has been ever long. It's times like these when life throws you a monkey wrench. Run, walk, and learn to fly. Mr. Dave Grohl is 52. This little fox was a commentator for the Ocho. Hey, Cotton. He was horror. He was he had horrible bosses. He dealt with identity theft that caused him to go to the Ozarks and learn some bad words. Mr. Jason Bateman. Bateman He's 52. Names are hard for me to do. Right? She's Louise. <laughs> this heavyweight champ battled Rocky, a Gator, Predator, and a Mandalorian. Mr. Carl Weathers is 73. This guy carried some big wood to the ring, and he called people hoes. Hey, tough guy. Jim Duggan is ho 67. And uh, this one right here, um, this star quarterback uh, was traded by the San Diego Chargers and they've regretted it ever since as he went down to New Orleans and he's been playing ever since and he'll be, uh, he's still in the playoffs, still alive. Mr. Drew Brees is 42. Wow. And lastly, a talented jack of all trades has been credited as an action choreographer, stunt performer, kickboxer, and he starred in Christian's favorite movie, Surf Ninjas. Okay, and 1991 version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Ernie Reyes Jr. still looks super young, and he's 49. Wow. Happy birthday. I only added him in just because the Ninja Turtle tie-in. Why not? Can't blame you. Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news when we come back. It is Friday, and we've got good news, everyone. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 15th. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, I can be reached at Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio, of course, with an R, or on Twitter and Instagram at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony dot Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo 81. Now, it is Friday, and as we like to do on Friday, is take you into the weekend on an up note. Obviously, there's so much negative news out there. There's so much uh, just sad things going on in the world that, uh, you know what? We like to take you guys through a segment we call... Good news, everyone! You know, just lift your spirits a little bit. All right, this one comes from Rochester, New York. Lou Barati of Greece, New York, still can't believe his luck. Barati, 69, nice, had been living with end-stage kidney failure around two years when last month a kidney donated by a lifelong friend was finally transferred to his body. Sylvia Bianchi Nicholson, 68, answered more than 
a call for help. She saved a longtime friend. She's more than an angel, he said. I can't even describe what I feel for her and this gift. She's given me my life back. Now, weeks after the life-changing surgery, Barati said he's on the mend. He's still recovering, and it isn't uh, permitted to lift more than 10 pounds at a time, but he said he is faring well and should be fully recuperated. While most people consider the donation a gift for Barati, Nicholson considers it among the best experience of her life. Unless someone is personally facing a significant medical issue that requires organ donation, they rarely think about becoming a living donor, Nicholson said, nor did I. Having gone through this has opened my eyes and just wish live organ donation would become more popular. You get two kidneys and you only need one, Nicholson said. Why keep two if you can help someone? Nicholson and Barati knew one another for more than six decades. As children, the two were Holy Communion partners at St. Francis of Assisi Church and both attended the Holy Family School in Bishop Kearney High School. Then we lost touch. Everybody got married and had kids, Nicholson said. But the pair reconnected about a decade ago when they helped coordinate a grammar school reunion. About 15 or so of the former classmates, including Barati and Nicholson, continued to gather several times annually. Last June, after several failed attempts at matching Berardi with a living donor, his daughter shared details about Berardi's medical challenges on Facebook. In short, she asked friends, family, and strangers to consider becoming a living donor. The post was shared more than 400 times. Nicholson had her identical twin sister, Cynthia Bianchi, signed the, uh, saw the post almost simultaneously. Knowing their blood type was compatible with Berardi's, the duo knew either twin could potentially help. Nicholson had called kidney transplant at the University of Rochester Medical Center and started the donation match process. After numerous physical and psychological tests, Nicholson learned she and Berardi matched with a predicted 99% success rate, and she was approved to serve as her friend's kidney donor. I have an ace in the hole in that I have an identical twin sister, Nicholson said. God forbid I ever have anything that I need a kidney. She's a perfect match, period. Berardi, a diabetic for more than 30 years, said his kidneys failed several years ago, and he's been on kidney donor lists for four years. He was on dialysis for more than a year before the transfer surgery. Initially, he said he underwent dialysis at home while he slept, but for the last few months before the surgery, he went to Unity St. Mary's campus for four-hour sessions three times each week to receive the life-saving treatment. The pair's transfer surgery was initially scheduled for March 2020, but was canceled due to the pandemic. A second attempt for the surgery also failed. Scheduled for June, the transfer was again delayed because Berardi needed open-heart surgery and five bypasses a major operation that took place in may his doctor required he take a full six months to recover to recover the transfer surgery ultimately went forward on the third try in november on the 10th and it's wonderful that uh, you know two friends two lifelong friends could help each other out tony if you ever needed a kidney i'd give you one of mine Thanks, brother. I would do the same for you, too. So, but, uh, in good shape, man. Yeah, you know, it, it's a nice thing to hear. Obviously, you know, they're a little bit older, health is failing, but uh, anytime somebody can help somebody else out, uh, it, it's definitely awe-inspiring. And that is my... Good news, everyone! What do you got for us, Tom? Well, before I actually get into good news, you know, some good news is, I forgot to mention in the entertainment news, that WandaVision is out today. It's yeah, yeah. And two. That There's qualifies. Two today. Good news, yeah. everyone. Yeah, you got you to gotta have a little good news there. So if you're a Marvel fan, WandaVision out today. But um, 
kind of in the entertainment world still, but it is good news. Um, you ever, we, you know how we always talk, like if you win the lotto, I would take care of you. You know, you always tell your friends like, oh, cool. You know, I'll, I'd take care of you if, if I had good fortunes. Exactly. Um, well, it's always cool to hear when people actually do that, like they were taken care of in the past. So um, there's a reason why Dwayne The Rock Johnson gets called the most likable celebrity around. Not only is he funny, he has his own foundation that helps at-risk and terminally ill children. Kindness just seems to be in this actor's bones. And for his latest act, he just gifted a brand new Ford F-150 to an old friend. Um, so I'm going to just read his post here. Um, well, I'll, I'll read what it says, then I'll read his actual post, because The Rock had a heartfelt message. Nice. Uh, but on New Year's Day, the 48-year-old Fast and the Furious star visited old friend Bruno Lauer, it's true that The Rock's initials greeting didn't sound all that friendly. Hey, you son of a gun, Dwayne yelled across the parking lot, but his tone was just in jest. Bruno took the actor in when he was homeless as a teen in Tennessee. Nine years later, after Johnson fell on hard times once again while trying to make a name as a wrestler, it was Bruno again who came to the rescue and said he could live in his Nashville trailer. So um, at the end here this is what the rock wrote in a nice post here. So it says, uh, Merry Christmas, Bruno. Love you, brother. hundred percent crackhead free. My life, especially my teenage years has been full of wild, the wildest twists and turns yet. God in the universe had always found a way to put a few people in my path that would change the trajectory of the road. I was going down, uh, meet. Here's one of my lifelong friends, Bruno Lauer, or as I call him downtown Bruno. My mom and I were evicted off the island of Hawaii, and I was sent to Nashville, Tennessee to live with my dad. When I landed in Nashville, I quickly found out I wasn't going to live with my dad. Shit happens, plans change, and that's the way it goes. Instead, I told I was, I was, told I was going to live with a guy named Bruno, who at the time, I lived in a tiny room at a spot called Alamo Plaza Motel. Bruno could have said hell no i'm not taking it and i'm not taking in some kid i don't know but he didn't he took this punk kid in and we became lifelong friends then ironically about nine years later when i had the infamous seven bucks in my pocket i started my wrestling career in memphis tennessee and again no place to live bruno took me and let me shake up his trailer till i got on my feet and hell when i was 15 bruno even gave me his last 40 bucks so I could hustle a crackhead out of his car one night at a honky tonk in Nashville. But the hustle was, but the hustle was on me because when I took off down the road, there was a second crackhead passed out on the floor in the back. Wild times as a 15 year old. Merry Christmas, Bruno. And since you helped me buy my first car, I figured I could return the favor and buy you one that 100% does not have a crackhead in the back seat. <laughs> I love you, brother. Your kindness and heart helped change my life's trajectory. And when you're ready to retire from the business, you just say the word. I got you covered. We'll go downtown. Enjoy your new ride and give Walls, Mississippi my love and gratitude. So real cool to just see that he pays it, you know, he went back and took care of somebody that took him in as a young man. So, yeah. And, you know, it's inspiring that, you know, he basically went from nothing to having just about everything. And he still remembers the people who helped him out along the way, which is really, really inspirational um, and certainly qualifies as good news, everyone. 
Well, folks, that does it for this Friday edition of Good News, everyone. When we come back, we've got a segment called Mowage. Don't go anywhere. Mowage? Mowage. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 15th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, speaking of sharing, obviously, marriage is a big thing for a lot of people. I'm engaged to be married, but uh, practically am already. And so, Did you say marriage? I said marriage, like marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. today. <laughs> marriage? Uh, my ex and I... Um you know, wifey poo. We used to watch the princess bride and, and that would always be the part where I would crack up my wedge. And that became a thing. We used to <laughs> just randomly just bust that line out. So oh, I, I knew it. exactly when you put that in, what, what that was, what it be. was. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this case, we will be sharing uh, f- some of the funniest marriage tweets. And, uh, you know, it is perfect for couples that, uh, you know, obviously love and adore one another, but maybe there's a few, uh, uh, frustrations here and there. So uh, let's go ahead and kick oh, frustra- things. Frustrations deserve some. Just, just good laughs. <laughs> let's go ahead and kick off with our first one. Knowledge. Knowledge. From Twitter user Rodney LaCroix says, my wife didn't order anything from Amazon yesterday, so the UPS guy knocked on our door to see if we're okay. Uh, I can, Come and knock on my door. <laughs> I can definitely relate to that one. Uh, and Jesse <laughs> is a serial Amazon orderer, and uh, daily we've got boxes just showing up. Tony, when you were here, you even uh, brought a few of them in for us. I did. You know, it's uh, the UPS. I, I found out when I got back, uh, the UPS man sees a lot of stuff on his deliveries. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, my, but my UPS guy, he told me a story of he made a delivery over the holidays, and he walked up to the porch and he literally just walked and then like dropped the package and ran because the husband was making mad wedge <laughs> to his <laughs> wife in front of the window. Ooh, wow. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, at least he was uh, decent enough to get out of there. Yeah, he didn't he just linger. Walked and... Up and he's like, ooh. <laughs> he, <laughs> he could have been a creepy UPS guy and just stared the yeah, whole time. Yeah, no, he took off. He told me he's got stories for days. So, awesome. And, you know, confessions of a UPS man. <laughs> Let's move on with knowledge. This from Twitter user Allers Adam. Of course, uh, you know, uh, with the whole lockdown and, you know, some of us being forced to cohabitate together, we've noticed strange things about our partners. Uh, this Twitter user says, Quarantine week three. My wife has started throwing baby showers for all of the birds nesting in our backyard. 
please send help. And there's a picture of uh, birds on top of one of those space heaters. And then uh, right on the wall next to it is a bunch of little like uh, baby shower flags that, you know, you would decorate a baby <laughs> shower with. And hey, if you're bored, you're bored, I guess. I was going to say there's a lot of procreating, a lot, <laughs> a lot of procreating in lockdown. Yeah, even with the birds. And the birds and the bees and the bunnies. <laughs> Let's move on. Knowledge. This from Twitter user Slade Wentworth says, I miss how my wife would say, he's a ref... Res- <clears throat> Let's start that over again. Hold on. He's a rescue ranger? Wow. <laughs> I miss how my wife would say, he's a rescue whenever I misbehaved at parties. You know, it's it's fun to embarrass your other a little bit, but, uh, you know, ha- have fun and, and poke just a, just a tad. Just a smidge, yeah. <laughs> My ex did not feel that way. I usually just embarrassed the hell, embarrassed the hell out of her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It usually was I, I, I did something wrong, and then I just would make it worse because I figured if you've already jumped off the cliff, what do you got to lose? <laughs> Let's move on with knowledge. Knowledge. This one I am definitely guilty of uh, being on the husband side of things from Twitter user Simon Holland says, I have a cold and it's pretty bad, but my wife has a husband with a cold and apparently that's way worse. I don't get sick often, but uh, when I do have a cold, I am sure I'm just insufferable. I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything for myself. Um, It's not fun. And of course, poor Jesse has to put up with it. Yeah. Hey, Jesse. (laughs) Here's another one that I can relate to. Knowledge. Twitter user Eli McCann says, For my second date with my husband, we met in New York City and went to a party and ended up at a McDonald's at 3 a.m. where he reached across the table, grabbed my hands, looked at me adoringly, and said, I hate this. I wanted to go to bed at 9. Do not expect this of me again. (laughs) Especially if you're going to McDonald's. Well, being up at 3 a.m. and going out, like, by 9 a.m., I'm good enough just sitting in, hanging out, turning something good on the TV, and going to bed because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a party guy. Not at all. Maybe in my early days, but uh, not now. Not now. You just like to go home and chill? Netflix and chill? <laughs> Netflix and chill. Let's move on. Knowledge. This from Twitter user Batty McLean says, my wife asked me if she had any annoying habits and then got all offended during the PowerPoint presentation. What's the deal with that? Yeah, what's <laughs> up with that? If you don't want to know, don't ask. It's always good to have open communication, obviously in a relationship. But, you know, if you don't want somebody to point out your faults or annoying habits, maybe don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> you probably don't want to know, especially like you said, it's, it is like an unwritten rule to kind of lovingly bust your, uh, significant other's chops. Exactly. Well, at least it's for the girls to do to the guys more so. Right. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Knowledge. This from Twitter user Ginger Hot Dish. I hope our relationship never gets to this point. She's on the phone with her mom. She says, what's your secret to 55 years of marriage? Mom says, we never hated each other on the same day. <laughs> that doesn't it's sound a, healthy. It's a, it's a fact. It, <laughs> as my grandpa used to say, that's an up 
Town Saturday Night Fact the Mundo. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're angry at each other on different days, that's not a, a relationship to live by. You know, you, yeah, people have fights. People get at it every once in a while. But for the most part, you know, keep keep it civil. Keep it civil. Speaking of keeping it civil. Knowledge. This from uh, Twitter user Megatronic13. Ooh, I like that name. Megatronic. <laughs> and uh, usually, and Tony, you can relate to this one. During the commercial break, husband, silence. During the fight scene, husband, completely and utterly, utterly silent. Quiet di- dialogue scene, husband. So let me tell you about the history of rockets. Oh, nothing annoys me more than somebody talking throughout a movie or a TV show, especially one that I'm invested in, or at a movie theater. Holy crap. If you're talking during a movie, uh, you got to get out of my six-foot radius for sure. <laughs> I only laugh because we went, we went to, <laughs> to Wonder Woman 84 when I was home and... Uh, and our buddy Jimmy, he was very vocal during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had that date too uh, at Civil War. This, what? How long is this movie? Is this movie over? And it's just like, oh, <laughs> keep it to we're, yourself. We're great, we're great friends now, but man, like that date at the end, I was just like, shut up, talking. <laughs> and I was there. I remember. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, folks. You know what we are talking about? Uh, marriage. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. <laughs> it How is come, what... like, no wedding I've been to has used that? I think that would be just a great, great little intro, even if it's just a joke. Hey, so. our wedding's coming up some point in the future. We haven't set a date yet, but... Uh... <laughs> You should add that just as a just as a random joke in there. I'm not opposed to it. I think Jesse would be on board too. So uh, this from Twitter user June July 12, and of course you know when you're with somebody long enough, you learn about those little annoyances, things to to push their buttons. She says, "My husband annoyed me last night, so I adjusted the toaster settings slightly this morning." You know, and again, it's those little things where, you know, especially for me, I, I've got some slightly OCD tendencies where things have to be just right and just in a certain order. And if they're not, it, uh, boy, it just s- sends me into a whole different direction. Of course, I, you know, take a deep breath, compose myself and move on from there. Let's move on. Knowledge. This from Twitter user Dude Bro Dad. My wife managed Dude to, bro dad. My wife managed to open a jar of pickles herself, and I am now non-essential. And of course, uh, I find myself in that position, opening jars and helping Jesse with tech support. If she figured either of those out, I would be uh, inconsequential at this point. Yeah, quite inconsequential. <laughs> and then finally in... Knowledge. This from Twitter user Mommy Al says, accidentally forgot to pat my husband's butt when he bent over today, and he spent the entire day thinking I was mad at him. Marriage is wild. And it is one of those things that, uh, you know, you you go around and tap each other's butts or do things that uh, even when strangers are around, you forget uh, that the strangers are there. And, you know, sure enough, uh, it happens. And, uh, you know, you just got to laugh it off. It's, it's, It's all in good fun. 
but oh, uh, squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> but folks, that does it for the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But don't fret, we still have a full second hour ahead with double the dose of G-Man and our call and topic of ingenious life hacks. Enjoy the news, get some tea, take a potty break. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 15th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Nice hat, Tone. Hey, I had to match. We have Grady coming in, talking NFL, had to slap on the Broncos hat, had to put tired emo Tony to bed. And here comes the energetic second hour, Tony. I'm pumped. I'm checked up. I got caffeine, baby. All right. That was just a lot of energy. I mustard. I haven't really drank my Zip Fist, but I am on round two of my sweet, sweet tea, baby. Sweet tea. I'm doing good, brother. How are you? Very good. So uh, things are going to work a little bit different today. We've got a bit of a shortened, uh, interactive portion of the show where we're going to be talking about ingenious life hacks. And then G-Man is going to be joining us for the next two segments to talk the NFL divisional playoffs. So we... Yeah, I do. So with that being said, let's talk about this interactive topic today. Today is ingenious life hacks. Of course, we we were supposed to do it yesterday. We had some technical issues, so we're doing it today in a slightly truncated version. And so, uh, Tony, is there any life hack that comes to mind that you do to make your life that much easier? Absolutely. I tie it with work mainly. You can use this for really anything. Um, and, uh, and I'm talking notes. It's it's using my note app in my phone, um, to, and not even just typing it. Like one of the what I watched, I went to a recent meeting at our depot, and you know everyone's got the big yellow notepad legal papers, and they're writing down these notes. Well, they're just writing down the notes of the slides. So all I would do is take my phone, zoom in, you know, open up the notes app, zoom in on my on the slide, take a picture, and guess what? I have all those notes, and probably then some all just there i just have the pictures so it's simple if i need to reference it i just open it up done and my handwriting sucks you can attest to that (laughs) anyone that works with me can attest to that i should have been a doctor but i'm not um but my handwriting is garbage so it just saves a lot and what's also good is you can utilize your notes app for things uh 
um, like uh, donations. Like uh, when I donated a bunch of stuff instead of writing everything down, I took pictures of it. So when tax time came, it's like, well, what did you donate? This, Done. this, this, and you this. Know. Exactly. Yeah. So, so your notes app on your phone, um, definitely a huge, huge helpful thing in a lot of things. And you can use it for so much more, but since it's a shortened segment, that would be bad, sir. <laughs> I use my notes app all the time. In fact, uh, I've got a daily to-do list that is constantly changing and morphing, but it's all based out of my notes app. And so it makes things that much easier. A life hack for me, um, you know, I've mentioned that, you know, I like to go to bed at a reasonable hour, but I have a tough time shutting my brain off. And so in order to do so, I can't just lay there and hope that I'll fall asleep because my mind will just wander and wander and wander. Even though they say it's not the best thing for you to do, I'll actually throw on YouTube, but nothing that is overly stimulating. I actually like watching uh, like restoration videos of people restoring like old toys or video game systems or tools or things like that. Or uh, one of our favorite comic book artists, Jim Lee, who does, and he basically just draws and sketches and, and it's not so stimulating that I don't find myself falling asleep within about 20 minutes or so. I'll shut it off, put my phone off to the side, and then I'm off to bed. Uh, great way to turn my brain off. Now, with uh, about two and a half minutes left in this segment, uh, I know we had a couple people who chimed in uh, because we were supposed to do it yesterday. Tony, yeah. uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, sharing what they said. You got it. Lacey, super friend Lacey, a.k.a. my Jarvis. Um, she has one where she likes to yell for Bella um, that she has something she needs her to see. So when Bella comes to see what her mom calls her for, she just then asks her to get something for her. It's like her own little servant. It's like a good come hither. <laughs> well, that's the whole without, reason to have kids. Without saying, hey, can you get that for me? It's a, a nice little uh, way to do this. Um, and then um, my friend Jamie said, I have, a, I have a life hack I use every winter. When you can't find your ice scraper, just use your credit card or ID to scrape the ice off your windshield. Sometimes it's a really quick lifesaver. So, and, and have a great show. Thanks, James. Oh, thanks. Very nice. Along, very nice. along those lines, you know, we get some very frosty winters around here. I've discovered that if I uh, put, together, <laughs> put together a uh, spray bottle that's half half alcohol, isopropyl alcohol. Okay, and I'm half, glad you said you, you did that half. Yeah. I was thinking half. <laughs> Willie! <No. laughs> so half alcohol and half water, you mix it together and you just keep it handy. When you're ready in the morning, you just go out and spray your windshield down. And in you know a minute or so, it's defrosted. You can put your windshield wiper on. And sure enough, that's uh, that's all you need. You don't have to scrape and, and freeze your ass off. Uh, yeah, it makes yeah, it that much easier. sucks, man. <laughs> we got it. We got more snow coming this weekend here. So, yay. Well, we haven't had a big snowfall here yet. So, uh, I can only imagine what February yeah, and. I, uh, was, I was extremely happy being home and not dealing with snow, especially with all the driving I did there. <laughs> and then finally, with Ingenious Life Hacks, uh, speaking of cold and, and frosty, here's a great one that if, uh, you know, say you picked up a case of sodas or beer or whatever it is. And it's room temperature. It's not quite cold yet, and you want to cool it down really fast. Well, instead of sticking it in the freezer or sticking it in the fridge and just waiting, wrap a wet paper towel around it, stick it in the fridge, and uh, or sorry, stick it in the freezer. In about 15 minutes, it's almost ice cold. So, uh, you know, for uh, our beer fans out there, that's something to keep in mind. 
Boy, Tony, that segment went quick, but uh, when we quick. when we come back, we've got the G-Man joining us, talking the NFL Divisional Playoffs over two segments, so don't go anywhere. You won't want to miss it. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 15th. Now, uh, obviously, this is normally the time where we've got the interactive portion of the show. But uh, as you can see on your video screen, we've got uh, G-Man who's joining us. Looks like he's uh, working through some audio issues. But in the meantime, we wanted wanted to remind you about the Phoenix line. The Phoenix line is our 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. In fact, uh, it is how we do our interactive portion, and so we invite you to call in on whatever the topic of the day is. While today was Ingenious Life Hacks, Monday is going to be a segment that uh, we've done previously only with TV shows, what we're calling How It Should Have Ended Movies. So uh, maybe there's a movie that you really like, but the ending was, uh, it just didn't quite satisfy you. Well, you know what? Uh, You can give us your opinion on how you think that that should have ended. To do so, give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, uh, something we love on Fridays is talking football with G-Man. Of course, we're headed into the divisional round, but, uh, you know, I've always got that one question. Are you ready to football? <laughs> and, of course, being that it is the divisional round means that we are in the... Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> I can't believe that that was actually a real thing. Oh, I love that sound bite. And if you can watch the video, it's even more hilarious. Oh, yeah, his eyes got all big. <laughs> now, uh, G-Man, I, I don't know if you can hear us so, or if we can hear you. It looks like uh, you're working on it. Uh, give us a thumb. You. you look great, Grady. It is great to see you. Give us a thumbs up if you can at least hear us. No, well, maybe not even there. So uh, while, uh, great, while Grady's working through those and, uh, you know, it's Zoom. There's technical issues. It's one of those things. But uh, Zoom. At least, at least there's not a wang dangle appearing. So we're exactly. Good. And it looks like he's got a, a Bluetooth yeah. headset, which is always uh, adds that little extra layer of, uh, you know, tech difficulty. But, uh, G-Man, if you can hear me, uh, maybe a, a plug-in headset earbuds with inline mic uh, might work a little bit better but in the meantime we're going to start running down your picks for the divisional games now the first one the first game of the weekend on saturday is the number one packers versus the number six rams and of course the rams who i was shocked last weekend ousted uh the seahawks i didn't see that coming uh was one of those things that i think we have g-man back oh no he can hear us, no. but we can't hear him. Can you hear us? Oh. He can hear us. Yeah, we, we can't hear you. We Jesus, can't hear you but, though. But but you can hear us. We see you. We see your reactions. <laughs> that was probably Chris's face yesterday. Right. Christian, sorry. 
Yeah, when we had to scrap the show. <laughs> so we're one step closer, but we'll, we'll keep talking Packers versus Rams now. G-Man set that up as uh, Rams plus seven. Oh. Make sure to buy the hook versus the Packers. Grady, all you got to do is just unmute your, on uh, the Zoom, unmute your uh, thing because you're muted. I can see. Hey, there thing. we go. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. I just saw the little red thing and I'm like, damn, he's just muted. That's all. Right when the show started, just to let everybody know what happened, all of a sudden the uh, the laptop was requiring me to restart to do an update. It's the way it goes. It is the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> radio, so, it's our lives. It's what it so, does. So catch me up. So the good news is we can vamp a little bit. Uh, we did let everybody know that you're joining us for two segments. So, uh, you know, a few little technical difficulties. We still get a full dose of the G-Man. But we are talking about the very first matchup of the weekend, the Packers versus Rams, which you've set at Rams plus seven by the hook versus the Packers. How do you see that one going? Yeah, well, I tell you what, um, simply on this one, the uh, the the I don't, I'm not a L.A. fan. Let me put that out there first. But the big thing is, you guys, you got the, tri- the three-peat going on. you got the, the Dodgers, the Lakers. And so people are saying, so if the Rams win it, it's a trifecta. So I don't necessarily think they're going to win the Super Bowl. But uh, in this situation, um, of course, they've been playing surprisingly well. They went into Seattle uh, and upset them. Uh, Green Bay is going to be a totally different beast because you have the, uh, the cold weather, you know, that you're going to be dealing with. But, and Aaron uh, you know, Rodgers. Hey, a touchdown, uh, you're getting the points. And like I said, they're, they're playing pretty well. And so this is more, instead of a numbers crunching thing, it's, it's more of a hunch, you know, that I think the Rams with that defense. Um, also, something that's really weird this year is teams coming off a bye for the duration of the year. You would expect them to win because they're resting and stuff like that, but they've been losing, yeah. you know, at least 50% of the time, if not, if not more for the course, during the course of the year. So, uh, you know, playoffs, touchdown, you got a great defense, although, you know, uh, you know, Aaron Donald's a little bit hurt. Um, I'm, I'm still taking the points. And like I said, uh, you know, by that hook, I just checked before we came on and it as went down to six and a half. So people are taking the Rams. And as you know, I'm an in-play guy, you know, so so typically I'm going to wait, uh, you know, to get a little bit better number, you know, during the course of the game. But, uh, yeah, if you have to bet before the game, I'd still take those points. Yeah, and it's fair enough. You know, it, it's a touchdown. You're buying that insurance with the hook. But, uh, you know, the Rams, you can't cut them out. But, uh, you know, uh, Jared Goff's playing with a little bit of a handicap. He just came off of a thumb surgery. As you mentioned, Aaron Donald's a little banged up. But they've got Jalen Ramsey on that side as well. But never count out Aaron Rodgers, especially at home, because uh, I mean, yeah, this season he's, he's looked he's fant- fantastic. So let yeah. me tell you a little thing that I found out about Aaron Rodgers. You know, first of all, I don't know if you know it, but uh, Sean O'Hare doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. What? <laughs> you know, uh, but no, seriously, um, Aaron Rodgers has faced the number one defense four times in the NFL and during the playoffs. And guess what his record is? 0-4? Oh, 0-4. And four? Oh, and four. Interesting. And those, so that's kind of like the good. last thing that I found out that made me feel a little bit warm and fuzzy about the points. Yeah, when so, placing yeah. your bets, you got to look at history. You know, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, he could buck that trend this season, but uh, history has a good way of uh, repeating itself, especially yeah. in the NFL. You can't always go for the big name on there. I mean, like last week, eggs on, I'm pretty sure everybody's face with the Steelers-Browns. No one, no one ever saw that. I never saw that come out. 
to anybody. Including me, that was uh, that was my Holy one big crap. loss. <laughs> yeah, dude, 28 to 0 in the first quarter, and I just did not see that coming uh, from Brown Steelers. That was crazy. Yeah. And just to give people a little lesson about the in-play stuff, since we have some extra time this weekend, uh, during the course of that game, I had uh, the last thing that I needed, of course, was the Steelers. I had the Steelers minus four and a half. And uh, after that, the, the high capping, boom, they're down seven, nothing. When the interception happened, the Browns come down from plus 200 on the money line to even when that first touchdown happened, they were even money to win the game. And then it was minus 145. I unloaded my entire account on the Browns to win the game. Because <laughs> at that point, I was going to lose, I don't know, it was like 200 something dollars. Right. So instead of losing, I got my money back and actually made a little bit. There you go. And so I was at the point to where if the Steelers would have won, I would have you know won a couple hundred dollars. But if the Browns win, I get my money back in a little bit of money. And so there's that, that you know, I mean, who, who wants to risk it at that point? It's the last game. I was already up, you know, so why would I give all the money back? So in play, you know, that's a way to kind of sometimes hedge your bets. It is. Uh, now let's move on to the second matchup on Saturday. It's the number two Bills versus the number five Ravens, which, uh, you know, you would almost think that those seed numbers would be reversed. But, uh, you know, the Bills look really, really good. Now you've placed the Ravens at plus three again by the hook versus the Bills. How do you see that one playing out? Yeah, this game, for those that got it early, it was plus two and a half. Now it's it's at three, and, um, you know, which means a little bit of the money before the games are kicked off, you know, are starting to go on the bills. But I think that's more to the, the you know, the New York factor, the market, uh, so to speak. I think the lines makers, from what I've learned, you know, they're going to uh, sometimes initially put a line at who they think is, you know, more money is going to be put on. Uh, so, you know, for example, in NHL, you know what I mean? The Las Vegas uh, hockey team, you know, is right there. You know, when they started out, you know, they were just going crazy. They were overinflating, you know, the line. So, so I don't say this is overinflated. I mean, it's definitely 50-50. I mean, this is a toss-up game. Um, but that being said, you know, in a toss-up game, you know, I kind of uh, admittedly lean, you know, towards uh, taking the points, even if it's a field goal. Because, man, you'd, you'd be surprised how many times that, you know, the other team does win, but it's by that one or two. Now you got the two-point conversion factor that sometimes teams go for, convert, you know. You know, field goal kickers are missing like never before. I mean, they got all these factors. And uh, so, you know, also, uh, again, getting back to that, you know, for some reason this year when his team has had rests, um, you know, Baltimore's defense, you know, is, is a legitimate playoff defense, you know. Yeah, and it's funny. Uh, Buffalo's been sketchy this year. You know, they've been playing. They've been playing much better. You know, on defense. But uh, you know, uh, again, I th I just think the the experience you know factor also. You know, with uh, with Harbaugh, you know, and his staff. You know, they've been to the playoffs many times. It's been a while since he's won a playoff game. You know, which also would indicate that he's real hungry. And I just think maybe you know the bright lights uh, again of the playoffs. First thing out, I think the Bills are going to be a little bit nervous. You know, the Ravens do have, uh, you know, one playoff win under their belt. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I mean, I mean, who wants to see him you know, in the playoffs? <laughs> and, of course, he stubbed his toe last year. But, uh, you know, hey, I'm picking the Ravens. Uh, you know, the Bills, it's the first time that they've been to the 
playoffs at home, uh, you know, in a long, long time. So there's a lot of pomp and circumstance that's going to go around there. And I think the pressure is on the Bills, you know, to oh, win. I think they're and so so be that as it may, uh, yeah, let's let's see see what happens. If 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 I hit those first two with the Rams and uh, and and then the the uh, the Ravens, you know, on my on my tickets, man. I'm because I have the Chiefs and then mixed and matched with you know with the Saints and and the Buccaneers on the last one. Uh, so yeah, Wilden's my so it's a it's a it's a pivotal Saturday, you know, from a betting standpoint for sure. Well, and speaking of those matchups, what we're going to do is we're going to head to a break right now, and when we come back, uh, G-Man's going to be joining us for the Sunday games. We'll go over those matchups and see how they play out. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 15th. Now we are smack dab in the middle of talking to the G-Man about his matchups for the divisional playoffs first round. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? So before the break, we talked about the Saturday lineups. Just to recap those, you've got the Rams plus seven by the Hook versus the Packers and Ravens plus three by the Hook versus the Bills. Now let's take a look at the Sunday matchups where you've got the Chiefs minus 10 by the Hook versus the Browns. This is a matchup nobody saw coming. How do you see that one playing out? Well, I tell you, when I sent you the picks, uh, this is for the first time ever. I'm actually going to flip on this one, Christian. Seriously? Yeah, you know, because I did, I did a little bit more research, and now this is, this is more, you know, uh, kind of from an angle. Um, you know, the 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 Chiefs. Uh, well, Andy Reid uh, specifically, you know, regardless of if he was with Philly uh, or or the uh, the Chiefs. Uh, he's only he's only six and five uh, in this spot uh, after a bye after a bye week. Andy Reid is six and five against the spread. Interesting. Okay. You know, so that's a that's one factor. Uh, the other one is that you know when I'm looking at a at a line spread, you know, one of the questions that I ask myself is that when the the lines makers you know uh, do make a number, especially anything over seven points and especially, especially anything in double digits. It's kind of like I ask myself, who do they want the public to bet on? So in this situation, you know, I think that they want, they already know psychologically that people, when they come up to the window and they're looking for a team to bet on, they have to guess between the two teams, they pick the favorite. Exactly. And so uh, that combined with the fact with who do I think they want us to bet on, and I think it's I think it's the uh, I think it's the the Chiefs. That's the easy, uh, you know, popular uh, way because they're you know fourteen and two could have been fifteen and one, you know, if they would have started their starters that you know that last one. So right, um, defending Super Bowl champs, you know, the Browns are the Browns, 
you know, first uh, Super Bowl or Super Bowl, the first playoff victory in uh, 26 years, I think it was 25, yes, 26 years. 94. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'm going to, uh, I, I haven't done this all year, you know, on the top three, I give you the top three and I stick with it. Right. right but I'm right. going to flip this one. I'm going to take those points, uh, 10 points. I'll go ahead and buy the hook on that. And, uh, you know, it's just a hunch. Just admittedly, it's a hunch. I know most people will probably want to bet on the Chiefs. And again, if you do, good luck, you know, but as far as my picks and what I'm going to hang my hat on this week, if you give me permission as a commissioner, I'm going to go ahead and flip-flop <laughs> the other way. I'll give you permission. And, uh, you know, the big money payout is when you bet on the underdog. And so, uh, you know, this is one that, you know, you could fail miserably on this pick or it could pay off really big. So you're changing that to the Browns plus 10 buying the hook, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, a huge, huge thing if they are able to do that too. And uh, you don't think that uh, Patrick, uh, you know, Mahomes has the Patrick Price going for him in this one? You know, um, let's let's talk about Patrick Mahomes for a second. Of course, uh, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, G man, let's uh, let's talk uh, Patrick Mahomes here. I'd love to hear all about it. Uh, Go ahead and tell us. Yeah. Uh, I can't. Everybody knows. Uh, everybody knows about his capabilities and what a, a, a joy he is to watch. Um, but a, a, a defense catch up to people, you know. And uh, so, you know, basically the thing with him is just like just like with Brady, just like with most quarterbacks. You know, he does his he does his magic. You know, when uh, he's improvising, when he's scrambling and stuff like that. So, uh, one of the things that you need is to be able to generate pressure, you know, from your front four and your front seven, you know, through your blitz, blitz packages and stuff like that. And Cleveland's definitely capable. Um, you know, they have some soft spots. I think they get lazy, you know, a little bit at time. But if you're in this spot in the playoffs and you're lazy one play, I mean, you know, that's, you know, what are you doing there? And uh, so, uh, you know, that again combined with the fact, so, you know, I think the defensive game plan, Browns obviously – you know, are playing pretty good. Uh, they, you saw what they did to Pittsburgh. In spite of the fact that Roethlisberger threw for over 500 yards, uh, think about that. The dude threw for over 500 yards, and he's on that short list of people who do that and lose the game. Exactly. But they had they so, had a number of blunders between the interceptions and that uh, that terrible terrible uh, shotgun uh, snap over his head, and uh, you know, for the thank, scoop and score. That reminded me of they gave me horror. Uh, flashbacks of uh, the Super Bowl against the Seahawks when they did that in the opening thing with Peyton. The Broncos, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That still haunts me to this day when I see stuff like that. Woof. Well, here's the here's the other thing. If you're looking at history, you know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last season. A team repeating a Super Bowl win, let alone getting to the Super Bowl, is tough unless you were a Tom Brady Patriots team. It's almost nearly impossible. So, you know, if you're looking for that upset, Browns might be the way to bet on this game. Yeah, and and not just that, just to finish off, again, defense wins championships, right? And so Mm -hmm. when you think about the Chiefs, of course, last year, they were known for their offense and and rightfully so. But their defense is what really the last uh, four games of of the regular season and leading into the playoffs, the defense came together. Uh, you know, with the uh, Tyron uh, Matthew uh, from Matthew, uh, the yeah, from the Cardinals. Um, you know, so they're not like that this year. Exactly. You know, they, uh, you know, they lost to the Raiders at home for the first time forever. Later, Raiders lit them up that day. Um, so they're definitely a little bit more vulnerable from a defensive standpoint 
And that, of course, uh, would equalize things with the Browns and 10 points. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm even though I switch, you know, like I said, I, I actually feel better like as I sit here uh, with the 10 points uh, with that warm, fuzzy feeling than I do saying, OK, God, these guys have to win by 11 or more, which they're capable. You know, what I mean, so I, I feel good about the switch. Exactly. And then finally, let's move on to the final matchup of the weekend. You've got the number two Saints. You've got them at negative three again by the hook. Versus the number five Tampa Bay Patriots. I mean, Buccaneers. Uh, how, do, how do you see that one going? <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, this one, This one, of course, um, you see some memes, of course, uh, with Brady and Breeze out there with the gray beards and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> uh, got a couple matchups of two father times. So, you know, two, two good guys, uh, you know. Um, it's hard to root against. Um, either one, except for the fact that Brady's got six and Breeze has one. It's easy to root you know? against Brady, though. Yeah, you know I- what I mean? Uh, Brady also <laughs> is, uh, I think, uh, when he's matched up against Breeze, he's two and five. And one of the victories uh, was a, a like last part of the game, if not the last play of the game, uh, that they did You know, uh, in a regular season game when the Patriots and, and uh, the Saints – uh, within, I think, the last three years or something like that, they had a game. So so Brady has a losing record against uh, against them, um, against Breeze. They, so far this year, Brady's 0-2 as a Buccaneer against the Saints. The last one was a blowout, 35-3. to That's right. So, you know, I think that the defenses, when you match them up together, I'd have to give the edge to the Saints. Um and so, all things considered, I think the Saints are going to uh, advance. Um, this is the first time Tom Brady's been in the playoffs as a wild card. He's always going in as a you know as a division champ, you know. So he's never really had to deal with that arduous journey. Um, it's tough, you know. I mean, you have an extra game, you know, as a wild card. Now the number two seeds actually have an extra game. <laughs> right. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, it's very but, strange. Uh, yeah, I'd say. This is one of those one you match them up, especially now since I flipped. You know, I'm taking the points, taking the points, taking the points. And so on a, say, a four-team ticket, if you've seen all of them laying points or all of them taking points, they hardly ever hit. You know, so when I had to choose this fourth one, that's where I said, okay, you know, it's normally 50-50, maybe one more. And so this is my spot where I'm going to go ahead and lay the points. And so that's literally the logic, you know, that I, that I put into it. It's just from experience. You know, I've seen a lot of tickets go past my face you know, in 20, <laughs> 20 plus years and uh, ask myself what went wrong afterwards. <laughs> well, and- you know, so so it is it's like seriously, it's a three point game, you know, which equates again to a, a toss up. The Bucks could certainly win this game. Uh, it's hard to win three in a year, uh, three times in a year in a row. You know, it does happen. Seahawks just proved that last week. You know, exactly. They went into that two and oh this year against the Rams and uh, and then they lost. Yep. You know, so. Um, if it gets to the point to where, like I said, I got my first three down, I'm going I'm to be flipping uh, and rooting for the Bucks because I get 500 more bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. And then, you know, the Saints Absolutely. have the advantage, of course, of playing at home. So real quick to recap the weekend matchups, you've got the Rams plus seven by the hook versus the Packers. Ravens plus three by the hook versus the Bills. G-Man just flipped the script on us, so he's taking the Browns plus 10 by the hook versus the Chiefs and the Saints 
minus three by the hook versus the Bucks. G-Man's got a plus 500 record, so he's well worth listening to. As always, we love you joining us. We love talking football. Real quick, with just a few seconds, how can people find you online, G-Man? Well, mostly the social media, um, in spite of, uh, you know, all the stuff that's going on, you know what I mean? Uh, I still just check into Facebook, you know, so I have, you know, pages set up under the G-Man, uh, Big Bongo Productions, and Seedless Tendency. Uh, Big Bongo, you know, we're starting to rustle the bushes a little bit and, and do some activities uh, toward the uh, video production of Rain, uh, you know, ordering little costume stuff that's coming all the way from England. And um, just a little, uh, how much time do I got, Christian? Uh, just uh, take 20 seconds. Okay. So a little foreshadowing. We're working with the Solace Tree. Uh, these guys work with, you know, uh, suicide prevention, specifically with adolescents. And that is the, you know, kind of the nature of the, of the lyrics of the song, you know, has to do, you know, with not giving up, you know, and fighting through and stuff like that. Um, and so anyway, that's what's what's going on. And we'll probably be working with Innovations High School. Uh, of course, a local, you know, uh, guy, Tony Contini, you know, on the uh, directing and, and producing and all that good stuff that we've been doing. These. So that's something that'll be coming up. And uh Cross your fingers, I keep seeing more and more live productions and we don't have anything, uh, you know, planned, uh, you know, but hopefully things will keep progressing with COVID. And so we'll be able to start getting back to some normalcy in life and seeing some live shows. Exactly. I'm glad we took that extra 20 seconds because that is a wonderful cause. And of course, you can always find the G-Man on Parlor. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Um, in any Not case, this guy. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, folks, that does it for G-Man's matchups. We always love having you in here on Fridays, or at least online on Fridays. When we come back, it is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. See you. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. Can you believe it? It's not only the final segment of the day, it's also the final segment of the week here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, January 15th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it is easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? I, I screwed that up. Ah, uh, you hit it too. You underestimate my power. <laughs> Hit it too early, Tony. I'm a Zanakin and I'm a person. I just got a little jumpy on the button. It's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> well, folks, while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. And we do care. We care so much that we like to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. All right, kicking off this day in history in 588 BC, the Nebuchadnezzar II of Babylon lay siege to Jerusalem under Zedekiah's reign. 
The siege lasts until July 23rd, 586 BC. So it was about two years long. And of course, uh, you know, the guys from the Matrix were there, Neo and Morpheus, and they, they flew their ship in the Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, it's amazing that all of that took place so long ago. Well, it's amazing that you can read that, man. That's Butcher said. That's Filippo Central. I, I was, I was lucky to make it through that one. That's for sure. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, somebody put in a Rick, here nor there. They screwed up my last name. They called me San Bippo. S A N B I P P O. San Bippo. I'm gonna start calling you San Bippo. All right, moving on. San Bippo. This day in 1535. Henry VIII oh, declares himself <laughs> Henry VIII declares himself head of the Church of England. Ironically, heads are what he took of his former wives. Fatality. <laughs> so you're saying he took getting head a whole new uh, a whole new direction. A whole different he meaning. Took the heads because he took the heads. You're right, right, right. Jeez, Not in the good way. <laughs> this day in 1759, the British Museum opens in Montauk House, London. Um, what were they showing in a museum in 1759? Like, come on down to the museum. We have a ticket. You can see everything. Yours a cup of tea. See, there's a tea bag <laughs> right there. It's kind of a piss poor British accent. I thought it's a little bad. Here's one that uh, I could never really wrap my head around. This day in 1797, the first top hat is worn by John Etherington of London. Of course, that was a huge fad all the way through to Abraham Lincoln. I am so glad that that has died because uh, could you imagine people wearing top hats these days? No, it'd be kind of funny, though. Hello. Not only am I wearing a top hat, but I have a mask. Keep six feet apart, please. Please. (laughs) Maybe that his his wife or girlfriend in this picture looks brutal. Yeah. Dude, she looks like a frumposaurus. <laughs> Don't talk to me. That's how fat. Speaking of frumposaurus, moving on this day in Proper. 1846, Russian writer Dostoevsky, first novel, Poor Folk, is published in the St. Petersburg Collection Almanac. And he looks like every other Russian guy that we talk about from the mid-1800s. Why does he look like... He just got caught, like, taking a dump in the corner of the room. He looks like one of the dog that pees in the house or something. And you're like, no, bad dog. And you, yeah, sorry, I, uh, poor folk, I publish at least for you. Yes, no? Okay, no big deal. Check out my beard. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1861, the steam elevator is patented by Elisha Otis. Obviously, if you've ever been in a uh, Otis elevator, that's where it comes from. But again, I don't know if I'd want to be the first in a elevator. That's not really a, a tested technology. No, he should have fixed Sheldon and uh, Leonard's uh, elevator on Big Bang. Right. It's broken the whole time. This guy, though, in the picture, he looks like he's got a little Debbie haircut. He's kind of got a, almost a girl name, and he's got a freaking beastie beard. He's got a, a pretty respectable beard there. Yeah, but not a haircut, though. Bro needs to work on that. Let's move on. Um, this day in... He's dead. I guess it doesn't matter. Let's move on. This day in 1870, the donkey is first used as the symbol of the Democratic Party in Harper's Weekly. Yeah! I didn't have a donkey sound, so that was the closest thing. <laughs> I could have done an Elway for you. <laughs> Broncos. Oh, well, you could just point in the Broncos, I guess. I don't know. 
Here nor there. <laughs> the donks. This day in 1892, basketball rules are first published in Triangle Magazine, written by James Naismith. Um, it, yeah, it's hard to think that uh, before that, there really were no rules. And of course, you know, now the rules are almost overdone, where, you know, you look at somebody oh, the wrong way, they flop flopping. and it draws a flopping foul. Flopping is a great rule. <laughs> oh, he touched me. He fouled. You, you mean to tell me the little, like, five foot four guy put your six foot nine ass on the floor? Yeah, please. <laughs> what is this, the WWE? Could be. Could be. It could be. This day in 1990, sorry, 1927, Tennessee Supreme Court overturns on a technicality John T. Scope's guilty verdict for teaching evolution, but the law itself remains in force, which is interesting that uh, you, know, you can still get in trouble for teaching evolution in, in this day and age. See, it's evolution. See, when I started, my grandfather used to wear a big top hat. See, now I have a little over Redenbacher hat. Let me tip the cap to you. It's smaller. It's evolution. <laughs> this, hat. this day in 1934, the New York Yankee slugger Babe Ruth, nearing the end of his illustrious career, signs a one-year contract worth $35,000, represents a pay cut of $17,000 for the Babe. And again, by today's numbers, that is nothing. Nothing. Nope. He should have fired his agent. He could have got so much more. <laughs> we were talking football with the G-Man. And uh, this day in 1939, the first NFL All-Star game at Wrigley Field in Chicago. New York Giants beat the All-American All-Stars 13-10. to And uh, it's strange that only one team was All-Stars and the other was just a regular team, the Giants. Yeah, the super the All Stars take on the Scrub Stars. It's All Stars versus Scrubs tonight on Fox, <laughs> followed by the Masked Football Player. Shirts versus Skins. Oh yeah, can't say Skins. It scares me. This day in 1947, the brutalized corpse of Elizabeth Short, also known as the Black Dahlia, is found in Lemert Park, Los Angeles, California. Ooh, nothing to add. Thanks. <laughs> no, she just kind of. Are you a god? She kind of does, yeah. Yeah, a little bit in that picture. Cool. But it's kind of bad because she was a victim. So yeah. Hope fun. Other than the picture, she looks like Gozer. This day in 1961, Barry Gordy signs the Supremes with Motown Records. And, of course, speaking of uh, looking like Gozer, I don't know if you can see that picture, Tony. No. You know, it's funny. I was going to mention to you off air is sometimes um, the uh, – like we're on the same page, but not all the same stuff comes up because you'll pick some that are just not on. Oh, really? That's really yeah. strange. Most of them <clears throat> do, but some don't. So I'm just like, but that's one that doesn't. So I don't see it. I'll <laughs> visually create that in my head. And then finally, for this day in history, jumping way ahead, this day in 1987, champion the Boston Celtics. Uh, NBA forward Larry Bird is named Man of the Year by the Sporting News and Athlete of the Year by the Associated Press. First time one athlete gains both distinctions. And he was well, just a joy to watch. Well earned on that. Yep. And then finally, before we head into the weekend, let's run down some of today's holidays where we talk about uh, things, things going on today. All right. Uh, boy, we don't have much time left. So today is National Humanitarian Day. Be a good human. It is National Bagel Day. Yummy. Ooh, get yourself a bagel. It is National Booch Day. have no idea what that is. What the hell is a booch? Let us know below. National Fresh, Sque Fresh Squeezed Juice Day. I had some uh, before we started the show. 
It is. I had manufactured juice. <laughs> it is National Hat Day. It is Week Wikipedia Day. Boy, words are hard Wiki, at the Wiki, end. Wikipedia. National Pothole Day, and then finally National oh, Strawberry Ice Cream Day. So, uh, folks, yeah. we are headed in the weekend. Enjoy your weekend, but join us on Monday as we do Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids, but uh, you know what? Enjoy, relax. We'll see y'all on Monday. Have a good weekend, y'all. Oops.